0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fleet Flicker. I'm your host, John Murray, and uh, I know this is kind of a switch up. Uh, I know I did a podcast a couple of days ago, and I'm trying my best to get these out as best as best as I can, as my schedule will allow me. Um, once again, for those uh, first time viewers who get a chance to listen to this podcast, wherever wherever that might be. Uh, I want to say thank you for listening. Uh, for any older viewers, again, I want to thank you for <laughs> staying with me, and uh, hope you enjoy uh, this episode as well. Uh, I'll jump right into the show. I'm not a person that likes to get around the bush, so to speak. Let's talk about last night's game and the Cincinnati Bengals and Jacksonville Jaguars. Jack now, for fans who have listened to the show, yeah, I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan, and yeah. It's a victory, a wins a win. They're three and one right now. They may be they're like a half a game on top of the division. I know as Cincinnati Bengals fans, we're all jumping down. We're all you know because we're in first place. When's the last time have you seen your Cincinnati Bengals in first place? Everything seems to be going the Bengals' way right now, and I should be jumping down. I should be giddy for joy. But after last night's game, I can't be. Now I know you're saying they did win. They came back and they won the game. Yes, they did that. But you gotta remember they were down fourteen nothing to a team. That's only won one game in the last well, let's say last season and four games if you wanna say so let's say almost last season and a half, if you wanna go that far. You can you got to remember, this is a young team. You've got a new coaching staff. The Cincinnati Bengals should have walked in, and they should have beat them maybe 50-something to who knows what. But they didn't do that. They had to struggle to beat them. I mean, now I'll be honest with you. The Bengals didn't do a bad job moving the ball in the first half. They just couldn't score, and there wasn't missed field goal. I get that. The defense that had improved. Well, Jacksonville ran, ran down the field on them, in my opinion, in the first half. They did pretty much wherever they want. Trevor Lawrence, who has had his struggles, yes, at times, looked like a pretty good quarterback last night. Now, granted, he didn't throw any touchdown passes. I get that. He did some nice scrambles, got some rushing yards. But the problem is. You're supposed to blow a team out like this. Now, to me, maybe there was maybe there was a little bit little bit left over. Maybe the the Pittsburgh steel win. Maybe there was a letdown. I know people like to use that as an excuse, but to me, that's not a good enough excuse. I know Troy Aikman had said last night the game that maybe they had they were doing this off for four days. You play Sunday, you come back, you play Thursday night. Well, the thing with that is, Jacksonville Jaguars also only played four game, only had a four day rest period as well. And Jacksonville looked a little bit better in the first half, looked way better in the first half than the Cincinnati Bengals. In the second half, I can't tell you what happened. The Bengals, maybe they went um, back in the locker room halftime. Maybe they. The light bulb went off in her head. Hey, four, we're losing fourteen 0 to a team that hasn't won a game yet this year. A team that won one game. The last, let's say, we'll say year and a half. All of a sudden, the light bulb goes off. Hey, we gotta play better ball. And lo and behold, it came out. The defense played better. All of a sudden, the offense did what they had did whatever they wanted to do. Now at the end of the game. Joe Burr did have good numbers. He had over 300 yards. He threw for two touchdown passes. Joe Burr looked like the man that they drafted, first round draft pick. He looked like that guy. Now I know Joe has not fully recovered from this torn the torn ACL, and and it takes about a it takes about a year. He's nine months out of 12 months, and most people have a, an injury like that. could take it's, it. Joe might not be 100 percent. Until next season. But Joe did but Joe did a job. Joe did well enough. And they did what they had to do to win that game. I mean, it came down to the wire. It came down to the last minute field goal by a young rookie kicker. But yeah, they pulled it off. But on the Bengals' hands... I'm not, I'm just not that impressed. I wasn't. Now towards the end of the game, Joe Mixon hurt his ankle. Now, reports are, at least in Zach Taylor's mind, that the injury is not that serious. Hopefully it's not, because if Joe Mixon gets hurt, then they will be in trouble. The running game will be non-existing. I know they got P. Ryan, the, uh, Signed from Washington last season, Washington football team, well, maybe two seasons ago, you got a six-round draft pick, Chris Evans, who is supposed to be the younger version of Geno Bernard. But they're not going to cut the mustard. If you lose Joe Mixon, you have no running game. And if you've got no running game, you put more pressure on Joe Burrow. And that's a problem. Now, the offensive line, it had some moments last night, but I'm still not Impressed with the offensive line. I'm sorry for Cincinnati Bengals fans. and like not like what I'm saying. And, hey, I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan through and through. I am remember the Kenny Anderson days, so I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan. But I've got to be unbiased when I'm doing this podcast. I can't sing the praises of the Bengals. Even though they won last night. i got to be honest. Now, the problem is the defense. The defense didn't look that good in the first half. It was horrible. It sucked. I hate to say that. But in the second half, they played extremely well. They did a job. Of course, they made a goal line stance, which I will discuss, which I will kind of discuss that a little bit further. But I got to be honest. They should have beat the tar of a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars, but they did not do that. And that is a concern. Now, I believe next week they got to play the Green Bay Packers. And let me let me tell you this. Go try that on the Green Bay Packers. You try that. Green Bay's going to be good. You know, if Jacksonville scored 14 points in the first half on you and you hung in there, Green Bay is going to put about 35 or 42 points on you. And then you're not going to come back from that. Now, I know they did suffer an injury. Jackson suffered an injury to their top receiver, DJ. Now, the initial board is he's out for the season. I believe he broke his ankle. I wish DJ the best recovery. Hope he gets back soon. Talented man. But I tell you this, since I've been his fans, yeah, I love Joe Burrow. He's definitely the quarterback of the future. And my God, Jamar Chase, he looked apart last night. And what about Tyler Boyd? Well, Tyler Boyd, I got to give Tyler Boyd credit where it's due. He backed up his play last night, he got over 100 receiving yards. Now, next week, from reports I already heard, that T. Higgins will be back. So the top three receivers will be back. And what about the tight end usage finally last night? CJ had a great night last night, two touchdowns. Maybe that's the Bengals need to use him a little more going forward. And the defense, well, like I said, the defense had that stand, had that nice little stand. But I'm still not 100% sold on the defense. It was a joint. The, uh, they found they, they seemed to have a fine in Mr. Wilson, a linebacker, had a great night last night. They seemed to have a fine in that young man. But, again, I'm not that impressed. It didn't really impress me. They should have blown this team out. They didn't do that. And my thing is this. You can't be like that. Try that against the Cleveland Browns. What's going to happen to you? You're going to get blown out. Try that against Lamar Jackson. See what happens. You try that next week against Aaron Rodgers and company. See what happens. There's stuff that's got to be Corrected. Correct at. Zach Taylor? Yeah, you're 3-1, but there's stuff that you've got to correct. You've got to make this team even better. They should not struggle like that last night. They struggled. They barely got out with the win over Jacksonville. And there's some things to like about Jacksonville. Trevor played well last night. And James Robinson, my gosh, James Robinson one of the more unsung running backs in this league. The town there is a little there is talent at receiving. Now I'm not I'm not sold Jacksonville. I don't I don't like Jacksonville's offensive line, and just like last year the Cincinnati Bengals and still is. They need to protect a man like Trevor Lawrence because if they don't, he's gonna wind up being like Joe Burrow last year, and he's gonna wind up on the sidelines. And C.J. Bethard, I believe is their backup quarterback. He's going to wind up playing. Now, I was impressed with the Trevor Lawrence and Dan Arnold hookup. And if you listen to my last show, I said something he was a man to watch out for. Sure enough, Dan Arnold felt his presence was felt last night. I believe he called a few balls, but he was a nice safety valve for Trevor Lawrence. It was a good solid pickup from Jacksonville. My hats off to him on that pickup. The kicking, they need to get the special teams down. The kicking, they need to get the kicking game straight. And Jacksonville, Jacksonville still got a ways to go. It's a young team. They're getting there. They're going to get there. I think they'll they'll win a game at some point this season. I believe they will. It's going to, they're going to be a good young team. The thing is, You gotta take a look at the division right now. I would still say the Tennessee Titans are the top of that division. You can make an argument for the Colts, but the Colts are 0 3 and gotten off to a bad start. The Texans, the Texans have surprised people. I'll get in some games. With a little work, Jacksonville could be, who knows, maybe give them a couple of years, maybe two or three years. Who knows? Jacksonville could be the talk of that division. You never know. Now I can't address, I believe, uh email was sent out. I get emails from Matthew Berry. And for those people who do know Matthew, who Matthew Berry is, he's a ESPN fantasy football expert. Um I've listened to you know some of his shows. Um, and very, Matthew's very knowledgeable. He knows what he's talking about. And, um, trust me, I'd love to face, I'd love to face a Matthew Barry in, in a fantasy football league and all the fantasy football gurus and experts. And you, got, I'm sure you got a, a billion fantasy football experts out there on so many different TV shows or so many different podcasts or whatever internet. Toronto, or I should say any internet thing they want to use. The thing is but I would love to, but I believe Matthew Berry put out a, uh, a, a matter of fact, I believe it was a young lady that came out with a comment that maybe Irvin is not the coach for Trevor Lawrence. And I kind of thought to myself, that's kind of an interesting observation from a young lady. Um, you know, Trevor, Trevor's, I mean, my thing is Irvin Meyers done a, Irvin Meyers had has made quarterbacks. I believe it was him that made Alex Smith. I believe it was him that made Tim Tebow. But when I sit back and think about it, you make have a point. But then again, Urban knows how to handle a young quarterback. For right now, Urban is the man that could help Trevor Lawrence out. Now, the bone I would have to pick with Urban Myers is this. You had the Bengals on the rope. Matter of fact, the one thing that was working was James Robinson last night in that running game. Now, to be a, li- a little bit biased, uh, James, I have a, uh, a gentleman I'm playing in my fantasy football league, and I think, I believe James got like 20 points last night, I believe, I'm already down 20 enough nothing that leg off of James Robinson. Um, I'm, yeah, and um kind of hurts me a little bit that James kinda went off for 20 points, but let's be unbiased. Urban, I don't get it. You had she had 17 carries last night. Now, granted, you can sit back and say, well, I know Carlos Hyde. he was a scratch, a late scratch. And was him and one of the gentlemen that only running backs. Now, James touched the ball, I believe, 18 times. I believe it was 17 rushing and one passing, I believe, if I'm not, if I'm not correct. He did, he did get two rushing touchdowns last night. But Urban. Heck, I'd like James touched the ball more. I don't care if my man got 20 carries and caught five balls last night. Use him more, Urban. The man is an unsung. One. He is an unsung player in this league. I get it. The man's in Jacksonville. He's not going to get the exposure if he was with Dallas. Heck, if he was in New England, he'd probably get exposure. My God, you can. Can you imagine James Robinson was playing on Tampa Bay's team? My gosh, Tom Brady would love to have a man like that. But, Urban, use James Robinson more. Instead of letting Trevor Lawrence run the ball in, even though the play did work, and I'll give you, and I can't argue that point, but let James Robinson run the ball in. Instead of letting Trevor Lawrence do it, let James do it. James could have had three touchdowns last night. Throw the ball more to James. Use James the best way that you can. Let James take pressure off of Trevor Lawrence. It's a simple formula. Now, I'm not sold, and I, and I, and I give James Robinson the devil his due. He did get seventy some yards off of a pretty bad offensive line. James did do that, and can you imagine James Robinson had a good offensive line? What he really could do, Urban. I'm saying, my advice: use him more. But back to the thing in hand, Cincinnati Bengals fans, don't. Don't be uh, printing those uh, playoff tickets. Don't do that. The Bengals have still got work to do. Yeah, to a 3-1. And one. Man, there's nothing wrong with being 3-1 at this stage. But you got to remember, can you beat Cleveland Browns? Can you beat the Baltimore Ravens? That's going to be the question that you really have got to answer to, your, to yourself. And a side note, for Cincinnati Bengals fans, there was an interview, I believe that Kay Blackburn, the uh, Vice President with the Cincinnati Bengals, I believe somebody did an interview with her off of NFL.com. Solid interview, it's a very good interview. Go read it, it's, a, it's how the young lady, which is Mike Brown's daughter, how she started in the business, in the football business, on the side of what she did from high school all the way up to what she's doing right now. It's a great, it's a nice little interview. It's a great read. Go read it. But, guys, again, pump the brakes. It's great to be three and one, but there's a lot of work to do. Let's find out what you can do. Let's find out the test next week against the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I know Green Bay's been kind of shaky. But let's see what you can do against Aaron Rodgers next week. Let's see what you can do against a Devontae Abs. Let's see what you can do against an Aaron Jones. Let's see what you can do. Now Green Bay's defense is is can be a little suspect. I'm not denying that. And who knows? Burrow, and to be honest with you, Burrow could have a good, I think, if Burrow gets protection. I really believe he could have a pretty decent day against that secondary. And Jair Alexander, my educated guess. Jamar Chase will probably cover him. And from reports I hear, the Bengals are looking for T. Higgins to return next week. So this could be one of those weeks where, where T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd could have a solid game. Again, heads up for fantasy football owners for next week. Who knows now I don't know Joe Mixon's situation I hope Joe is doing well but I tell you this if if it's if it's a bad ankle injury which according to Zach Taylor he feels that is not the case and if not then it becomes a huge concern and if I'm the Cincinnati Bengals there's a gentleman down in Indianapolis Malcolm Mack excuse me, Marin Mack is down there in Indianapolis. He's looking for a team. Here's a man that's about the same age as Joe Mixon. Here's a guy that you can get, probably get him for a fifth fifth or sixth round pick. If Mixon misses, going to miss any amount of time. Go get him. Go get him now. If Mixon's going to miss any time, Because I'm sure and I'm surprised that the the Colts had not gotten a lot of calls from a guy like that. Now, Granny's coming off of, I believe, a torn ACL from last year. But if Nixon's going to miss any time, get on the phone, give the Colts a call, get the man on your team. So, Bagel fans, if I was you, I'd keep saying, pump the brakes. Now, win's a win. I get it. I understand it. But it wasn't an impressive win. And they're going to need to do better against stiffer competition. Now, enough of last night's game. Let's talk about games this week. Now, no in particular order. Now, I know... Let's talk about the uh, Detroit Lions against the uh, Chicago Bears. Now, I know that's not a a game that a lot of football fans are going to flock to see. The Detroit Lions. Now, I will give the Detroit Lions and Dan Campbell staff credit. Detroit has played tough. they played hard. But it'll be interesting to see what they can do against Chicago Bears. Now, I'm going to guess right now, the reports I've heard that Justin Fields was a full participant today. So I'm going to educate a guess and make a guess that Mr. Fields be back on the field. Now, and we shall see how that works out. Now, I know it's I go back and forth on who I believe is going to win this game. And I'm going to shoot myself in the proverbial foot. I think the Detroit Lions, somehow, some way, some shape, in some form, they will pull this out. To be honest with you, I don't have any faith whatsoever in that Chicago Bear offensive line. Lucky Justin Fields is a mobile quarterback, and he might get, some. He might get, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets more rushing yards and he gets passing yards. Because of the man had protection. I mean, Allen Robinson's one of the top, what, 20 receivers in this league? They do have David Montgomery. But to think, yes... The offensive line worries me to death. And I do like this. And for Detroit, I like Swift. I like Williams as that one-two punch. Now, the receiving core. The receiving core might has be a lot to be desired. They have one of the better tight ends in the league TJ Ockerson. The golf has had some moments. And yeah, the defense. <laughs> It also has its, yeah, it can be as bad, but ladies and gentlemen, it's going to kind of go back and forth, back and forth, but it's going to be the Detroit Lions that I believe will pick up this victory this week. Now, a game that might be a little bit of interest to me, the Cleveland Browns and the Minnesota Vikings. Now, Minnesota played pretty well last week against a pretty decent Seattle Seahawks team, that they looked well last week, and I'll give them that. I believe Dalvin Cook, I believe he will be back this week, which is good for the uh, Minnesota Vikings fans. Now, Cleveland's defense, they were supposed to be a top-ten defense in this league, and it has. It might not have. It has. Last week, it looked looked pretty well. But then again, you got to remember the competition they faced last week. Now, Nick Chubb didn't have a good week last week, but I, I believe Nick Chubb. I'm not really 100% sold on Minnesota's defense. I think this is a week that Chubb and Hunt, they're going to run. They're going to run up and down the field. Now, Kirk Cousins, I got to give Kirk credit. Curtis has played very well the first three games of this season. It's been shocking to say the least how well he has played this season. Then again, you've got a couple of good receivers, Thielen, Jefferson. Conklin has played well. has done a very good job in the place of Irv Smith. You've this young man, Osborne, who's played very well as well. I hate to say it, you know, Minnesota. To me, Minnesota may well finish second in the NFC North behind the Green Bay Packers. But Zimmerman seems to have a pretty decent offense in place. He needs to get that defense back to where it was a few years ago. It wasn't that long ago. The Vikings had on the top, what, five or six defenses in this league. However, this week, I think they get run over by Chubb. They're going to get run over by Hunt. Yeah, Baker, I think Baker might get a few completions out to Beckham. But I think they're going to run the ball pretty much right over him. I think it'll be a tighter game than some people really believe. Kevin Stefanski goes back to minute. goes where his team comes in. He's a former offensive coordinator for him. But I'm going to say the Cleveland Browns will walk away the victory. I think it's going to be close than a lot of people are led to believe. Now, the Houston Texans and the Buffalo Bills. Now, I know a lot of NFL experts are going to say, oh my gosh, this is going to be a lopsided game. Now I'm gonna give the Houston, Texans the credit where it is certainly due. Houston has played people tough now. Have played people tough. I get it, Buffalo's got Josh, you know, Josh Allen, the Stephon digs, they've got a potent offense. Buffalo's defense is not that bad. There's times where it can be very good and it could be very bad. And the Texans, David Mills, he had some moments against the Panthers. Now, I believe he will continue to have some bright spots against the Buffalo Bills. I think he'll have some bright spots. Now, I don't know. I don't really think they're going to run the ball that well in Buffalo. I think it's going to be put it in David Mills' hands. The only guy you can rely on is going to be Brandon Cooks, and Brandon Cooks has played very well for the Texans. I think Brandon, even you know, for fantasy experts, I've had to put Brandon in my starting lineup because of sir, because of injuries. But I gotta be honest. It concerns me. But then again, Brandon's all that the Texans really have as far as the offense. He has probably he's probably the offensive MVP after the first three games of this season. But to be honest with you, it's gonna be hard for Texans. To really get past uh, the Buffalo Bills now. The Buffalo, Buffalo is slowly but surely they're catching on. They put up forty some points last week against the Washington football team. But can they? Can they continue that? Now, against the Texans, I would say yes, they will continue that. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. I think the Texans will put some points, we'll put some points on the board. I think they'll surprise you. They'll put a few points on the board. But at the end of the day, yeah, I think Buffalo does beat them. Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the Eagles, they come off with a tough loss against Dallas. And the Chiefs, well, the Chiefs are 1-2. And, and I think, again, the Eagles... If, the, if, let me put it this way, if Dallas, if Dak Prescott and Dallas blew the, beat the brakes off of them or blew him out, I can imagine what a pissed off Kansas City team is going is to do to him. Patrick Mahomes, I hate to say this. When this game's Patrick, I think throws about four touchdown passes. I think this is a game Tyreek Hill goes off. Kelsey will be Travis Kelsey. I think the running game will, I think Clyde, I think he will get probably maybe about, I'll give him 85 to 90 yards. He may throw a touchdown in there as well. The Eagles, they need to get back to, to the running game. Now, they the Eagles, they do have a chance. The Chiefs defense has not played up to par at all whatsoever. And I think a guy, I think Hurts could have a pretty decent day here, but they need to get back to Miles Sanders. Let him run the ball. Let him catch some swing passes. Get me involved in the passing game. Because I believe they wanted ran the ball with three or four times all night or something, but something like that I had heard. I think that's gonna be corrected. I think they are going to have to run the ball, get Miles involved in the game. Cause to be honest with you, they may have to use Miles Sanders in that running game to slow down the Kansas City Chiefs. That might be the best option to try and win this game. But, I hate to say it, but I'm still, I hate to say it, I'm sure the Chiefs are ticked off because they're 1-2, and and they're the bottom, they're in the basement of their own division, which is a pretty good division, i got to say. Could be the best division in football. But, guys, I hate to say it. I think the Chiefs are going to be peed. And I think they're going to beat, beat up on Philadelphia. But don't be surprised. I think Philadelphia could certainly put up 24 to 28 points this week. I believe they could do that. But I got a bad feeling. You might get 49 points or more out of the Chiefs. Chiefs wins this game. Now we'll flip it and we'll do something. Let's go. the Tennessee Titans and the New York Jets. Now, I guess, in a way, some people might consider this, just like I just mentioned the Buffalo game against the Texans. Well, I know people are going to say, this could be one of those games. Here's the thing, the Jets do have someone in their favor. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are out. as reports as of before I did this podcast. I've heard reports that they both are going to be out. So it makes me wonder can't it makes me wonder that means it's going to have to be a Derrick Henry type of day you might have Derrick Henry right Derrick Henry left Derrick Henry up the middle Derrick might have a 30 to 35 carries now for fantasy owners that probably sounds good and trust me I do have Derrick Henry that does sound good but however it could also be a a curse as well. Cause all Houston's got um, excuse me, all the Jets have gotta do is pretty much what they can play a daggled eight, nine man front. And let's see if Tannehill can get was it, Chester Rogers out there. Can they can 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 they hit him? And that's gonna be the thing. They can probably play the whole day on defense. They can probably play twelve I eleven man front and let's see if, let's, let's see if Hill can pass them young men. That could play the Jets' advantage. And in all things, Tennessee's defense has not been the greatest in the world. And I know Wilson, he had that four-interception game. But they do, yeah, but still, you have Corey Davis, who gets to see his four-team. I, I believe Crowder is supposed to be back this week. There's even a Denzel Mims sighting. They may very well have almost all, they may very well come close to having almost all their receivers in place. In the running game, I believe Kevin Coleman's going to be out, and the young man Michael Carter from North Carolina, I believe he might start. I tell you what, it's going to be very interesting. I believe Tennessee's going to still win the game. But I think, I think Tennessee will still win this game. But believe me, it's going to be way closer than people think. I wouldn't be surprised if you have a 19 to like 17 game in favor of Tennessee. I think Jets actually do put some points on board. I wouldn't be surprised if Jets even hit 21 to 24 points in this game. But I think Tennessee will find a way just to sneak it out. Mike Mike Vable is a very good coach in this league. I think coaching will be the difference. I think it's going to be coaching, not so much the players in this game. Titans win. Bush will be awful close. The Colts and the Dolphins. Now, the United Colts and the Dolphins. That seems to be a pretty interesting game. You've got the Colts who are 0 3, you've got a quarterback that's got two sprained ankles. You've got an offensive line that's kind of struggled, but then again they've had injuries on an offensive line. Quentin Nelson's been dinged up. Brian Kelly, I believe, he was dinged up even in camp. It's a it's a team that has a receiving core. I've never been the biggest fan of their weapons as far as a wide receiver. I'm not the biggest fan. The Colts have struggled. The Colts defense coming into this coming into this season was a top was like a top ten defense. And then this game, they've got their former they've got their former quarterback. Jacoby Brissett's going to be their starting quarterback. Again, not really sold on Miami's offensive line. You've got Gaskin, Michael Brown. The Colts, I believe, could stop that running game. It's to put the ball in the hands of Jacoby Brissett. He's got Fuller. He's got Parker. Waddell. And Czeski. they're tied in. Another one of those underrated players that you don't hear a lot about. They do have weapons. If Miami can give them enough protection, it could be very interesting. Jacoby could have a pretty decent day throwing the ball. With the Colts, the defense, I hate to say the defense is going to have to step it up a little bit more. And unless Carson Wentz proves to me that he is 100% healthier than those two sprained ankles, guys. I hate to say this. I'm going to have to give Miami Dolphins the win here. I think it might come down to a field goal. I think, it's, I think it's going to come down to a field goal. I don't have an idea what the point total might be. I'm going to say maybe. I'm going to say maybe 24-21 in favor of the Dolphins. And the Colts will drop to 0-4. And I'm sure people are going to be scratching their head in the They're going to say, why did we go ahead and get Carson? Why did we make that trade to get Carlson Wentz? Now, let's talk about the Washington football team, Atlanta Falcons. Now, the Washington football team, we can talk about their defense and how poorly it is played. They have a, they have one of the better defensive lines in all the football. Make no mistake about that. The secondary has not lived up. Yeah, their offense, I know they're, I, mean, I know their offense. Heineken didn't have that good of a game last week. Uh, I know Antonio Gibson you know, ran for 30 yards, 30-some or 34 yards, I believe it was. He did catch a 72-yard pass. And my advice to Ron Rivera is get the man, get the man the ball more, especially in the passing game. I know you've got a pretty good third down back. But get Gibson the ball more in the passing game. The man proved—I mean, man, the man broke off seventy-three yarder off on, yeah, you know, off on you. Get him the ball more in the passing game. That's my advice. Using now, the rumor is I think Curtis Samuel, who they spent money on in the free agency, he will be back. Now, for fantasy football owners, I would not jump on. Him just yet. I gotta see. I gotta see how he works with Mr. Heineke before I can sit back and say, "Yeah, you need to get him." But the offense could start coming together, and the defense, if they if they can get the, if they can get that defense corrected, and while they're playing Atlanta, I know they got Matt Ryan, but the all but the de- the running game has not lived up to the billing, and teams are covering Calvin Ridley. To me, this is a game that Ridley could have a very solid game. Look for Kyle Pitts to have a quality game as well. But at the end of the day, the Lance defense hasn't played that well either. And well, I think the Washington football team will pull this out. Because I really believe that Washington, I believe, I got a feeling the Washington's football, the football team, their defense is going to get after Matt Ryan. They'll get a few sacks. <laughs> I think Matt will throw an interception or two here, and I believe I believe Taylor will get a chance to. Depends how much Curtis. I think Curse will get a couple of catches. They'll get him in the give him the offense. I think it's the type of game that Antonio Gibson. Now I know the, the buzz I have heard, again for fantasy football fans out there. I believe it's. I know he has a shoulder issue, but I don't think that's the issue right now. I think it's a shin, I believe. I could be corrected on that, but I believe I've heard there's a shin that's bothering him. That could be could be worrisome for any fantasy football owners or certainly for the Washington football team if he does play. I think it's a game that Gibson could explode. He could get those 80 90 yards rushing. Maybe he adds a few extra receiving yards in there as well, but I think the Washington football team pulls us off. Now, the New York Giants and the New Orleans Saints, my gosh. The Giants, again, what can I say? The Giants are in a world of hurt. The Saints defense, I believe statistically, if I'm not mistaken, is number one in the NFL. I might be wrong on that. Um, yeah, you're going against Daniel Jones, who is known to be Fumble prone, interception prone, whatever. Yeah, he's turnover prone. Barkley started to show signs of coming around last week, but that was against Atlanta Falcons. This week, you've got a pretty good Saints defense. I think Barkley's going to find trouble. He's going to find... going to be in trouble to find some running room. You're already missing Shepard. I believe you're going to miss um, Slayton. I believe he's going to be out as well. So now... They're talking about getting the first-round draft pick, Tony. He might get a little bit more involved in the passing game. But my thing is, my concern would be is this. I know you got Kyle Day. Kyle Day, yeah, he is going to play this week. He's playing. He's always on the um, injury list for something but they're going to struggle. The Giants are going to struggle. I don't think they could get much done on offense now. Jameis Winston. Now, I think this is a week that Alva Kamara could have a very good week. The Giants' defense, to me, going into this season, the Giants' defense wasn't really that bad to begin with. Now, I think the Giants' defense, I would be surprised if they pick off Jameis Winston a couple times. But then again, I think Jameis and will write the ship at least this week. I believe Al Camaro, Evan Kamara would have a good game and to be, the Saints will Saints will, will win big against the Giants. Now, one of the games that really gets is, is the Carolina Panthers and the Dallas Cowboys. You go back and you go forth in this game, the Cowboys, they look good against against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the thing is, the thing is very interesting. There is no Christian McCaffrey. Now, the run game didn't look that bad with Hubbard or Royce Freeman. But then again, I'm not a big fan of of the Carolina offensive line. Sam Donald has played well. They've got a good receiving core. But I got a feeling Diggs is going to cover D.J. Moore. That means Anderson. That means Terrence Marshall are going to have to step up. Now, but we think about the Panthers, the Panthers have a pretty good defense. I'm interested to see can the offense line, the Cowboys, can it step up and play like it did against the Eagles? That's going to be a challenge. Can Zeke, can Tony Pollard? Now, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, I would be shocked if Zeke or Tony does not have the big big day that you think they're going to have because it's a very good, it's not a bad front seven for the Carolina Panthers. It's going to be the back end. They've got some injuries on the back end, their first-round draft pick. He's out for the year, which means if providing this, if they get, if the Cowboys can protect, it's going to have to be, a Dak Prescott type of day. He's going to have to get Cooper, Lamb, the two tight ends, Cedric, maybe it was Cedric Wilson. These guys could very well have a pretty decent day. Now, I keep going back and forth, back and forth, and back and forth, but I got a feeling, Carolina Panther fans, I got a feeling in my bones, that you might see the San that you saw with the New York Jets this week. I'm not saying the Dallas Cowboys defense is the doomsday defense of years ago, because it's not. But I think Dak Prescott will have a 300-plus passing yard day. I would be surprised if Cooper or Lamb step up and have quality days. And I'm going to say the Cowboys win, but it would be a close one. Take Dallas this week, guys. Now, another game, the CLC Hawks and the, San, and the uh, San Francisco 49ers, a game that, very, that intrigues me big time. Now, the 49ers defense hasn't played badly, and they had one of the better defenses in the league. The problem is, yeah, when the time was right, Aaron Rodgers stepped his game up, and he played very well. Make no mistake about that. He did play well. But the thing is, you've got Russell Wilson, Chris Carlson, Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Now, to me at times, the Seattle's offensive line, it can still, still be a little suspect from time to time. And yes, the 49ers can get pressure on them. At GBG hasn't let the world on fire but guess what they're 2-1 and one. isn't that amazing Kudvar will be 3-0 and zero. but that's a thing the running game well I gotta admit the running game is, is the biggest thing is the running game who runs it well, Mitchell will be back this week Tracer Sherman be doing it, but I got to say this, Dabo's played well. Yeah, he's still got Kittle. Brandon and Ayuk, they finally got him involved last week. Again, it seems to be the theme of the week for me. It's going to be a close game, but guys, I think the 49ers go to 3-1. and one. The problem is that Seattle defense has not played well at all and yeah, I know it's Jimmy G, but I think the, whoever's running the ball, I think they have a decent game. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think they stop Dabo. I think I, I think Brandon Ayuk continues to get more and more involved in all sense. I like the 49ers in this game. Now, the Cardinals and the Rams. Another good game, another good game this week, My gosh. Matthew Stratford has played lights out. Make no mistake about it. They could get Daryl Henderson back this week. Which will be great for them. I can go back and forth, back and forth in this game too. Can the Rams defense stop? I'm My thing this. can the Rams defense stop them? Rams don't have a bat of a defense. Rams, will take on Hopkins. As I go back and forth and back and forth again. I like the Rams. The Rams have enough, just enough on defense to at least try somewhat slow the Cardinals down. But can. And I believe Matthew Stranford. We'll keep the the ball rolling with the Rams. They win. I believe they win. Rams with victory over the Cardinals. Now, I know the Steelers and the Packers. Yeah, and the thing with the Packers, the thing with the Steelers is this. The, The defense hasn't played well because of injuries. I get that. And, well, the offense, the offense, I believe, did get a boost. I think Juju may very well play this week. It's a boost for them. But the thing is, the offensive line is not the greatest in the world. It has not played well at all. And Big Ben, he's dinged up. He's hurt. Now, the Packers defense, the Packers defense really hasn't played that well either. L well, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Now, can he play well off of, a, off, off of a defense that has not really played as well as you think it is? Aaron can play well. I think Devontae has a big game for him because of secondary. And the Steelers, if, T, if, if TJ Watt comes back, it could get interesting. Aaron could get sacked a few times if TJ's back. It could be a tight game. It could be a very close game. I think for some way, some way, some shape, in some form, I think Green Bay's gonna pull it off. I'm gonna pull it off. I would be surprised if you have another Mason Crosby late field goal that makes the Packers pull it out. Now, another game: the Ravens and the Broncos, and they're three zero. The Ravens defense has not played up to Baltimore Ravens standards, at least in my mind, they have not done so. But can they do it? Can they step up against Denver? Well yeah they can step up against Denver. Bridgewater has played well. Gordon Williams have run the ball very well. The Broncos, which I believe their receiving course were the strongest point in their offense, well it's been dinged up. Now I'm not sold on Denver's offensive line. I believe the Ravens are going to get some people back this week. They're going to put pressure on them. Lamar Jackson, well, here's the thing. Denver's got a pretty good defense. Make no mistake about it. I'm not really concerned. I'm not really sold on that receiving core of the Ravens. Watkins has played well. Brown has his moments. I believe they might get their first-round draft pick. Bateman, I believe he might be... could very well play this week as well. So it should be very interesting, but Denver's got a good defense. I think it's going to be one of those low-scoring games this week. you got two pretty good kickers, too. Tucker and Baganas, Brandon McGannis. It's going to be a tight game. Tight squeeze. I go back and forth, back and forth. But I think Lamar Jackson will make the difference. The Ravens will just squeak it out, look for a field goal type of game, maybe a 15 to 12 type of game here. Yes, the hype is on. The Buccaneers and the Patriots. Brady versus Belichick. that's all you've heard all week long, right? Let's break it down pretty quickly. Yeah, I know the Buccaneers secondary, the Buccaneers defense has not played well. The secondary is injured. I got it. And the Patriots, their defense hadn't played that bad. And who would know Tom Brady better than Bill Belichick if possible that defense? I get it. But the problem is, I think the Buccaneers' defense steps up this week. I think it shuts down the running game. It puts pressure on the young quarterback. And I think for some reason, even though the secondary is kind of dinged up, banged up, I think the young man throws a couple of interceptions, I or even fumble, He might fumble the ball. I wouldn't be totally shocked. And Tom Brady, well, Tom Brady has got too many weapons. Brady Godwin, I know Gronkowski. I believe he is questionable this week. Antonio Brown returns. Too many weapons. for them to cover, and there's too many weapons. I believe, the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers are going to pull this, the Buccaneers will pull this off, and well, I think Brady will get the, will get the better end of Biliceks. too much offense, for the Patriots to stop. Now the very last game, would be the Raiders and the Chargers, now here's a game, it could be that shootout. The Raiders have played well. Chargers have played well, actually. Chargers come off beating the Chiefs. The Raiders, they've beaten the Ravens. they beat beaten the Steelers. They had a pretty solid game with the Miami Dolphins. The Raiders' defense has actually played well. But I'm interested to see can he play well against Justin Justin Herbert? Can he play well against Austin Nickler? Can he play well against Keenan Allen? Can he play well against Mike Williams, who's now suddenly living up to that first round billing? And the Chargers, well, Chargers defense again is not that bad. Can he step his game up against Derek Carr? There's a pot. There's a possibility Josh Jacobs may be back this week, which is great news. I go back, and I go forward, back, and forward, back, and forward. This is one of those games, most of the games, so we've gone back and forth, back and forth. Who do I believe is going to pull this off? They had a wild game last year. Who do I think is going to win? There's a party who wants to say the Raiders walk out and stay winless. But you know what? I'm going to go with the gut. I'm going to say the Chargers pull this off. I think the Raiders' defense does not play well. I think Justin has a good game. I think Keenan Allen and Mike Williams put up some solid numbers. It's going to be a tight game. It might be a high-scoring game, I think. At the end of the day, I think Chargers figure out figure out how to win this. Chargers. I believe i pretty much covered all the games. Now, I don't really have any. I don't have any fantasy football advice. I did. I think two days ago, at GPD. Uh, best advice I could give you as far as who I thought was going to that could help your teams out this week. Um, I know for some, if you had Joe Burrow in your lineup, I know he threw a couple of touchdowns, over 300-some yards. Um, I know Tyler Boyd had 100 yards. If you hadn't had had to put Tyler Boyd in your lineup, if you are a James Robinson fan, he looked good for you last night as well. Um, like I said, I don't really have much to really tell you as far as what I can give you fancy football advice. Um, um, I know, um, if I'd give you some fancy football advice, one guy I'd keep an eye is, uh, Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick had a pretty, you know, the thing about this, Tim Patrick had a pretty decent year last year. Sutton got hurt. Judy was inconsistent from time to time. But Tim Patrick, as crazy as it sounds, he was consistent. Now, I don't know if I'm a big fan of against the, against the Ravens this week, but Tim Patrick could be a sneaky play for people this week. If you need a receiver, he is a sneaky play. He's the one guy I can, I can certainly, certainly tell you. If you need a receiver, he's a man that I would certainly keep an eye out on as far as... That you might could play it this week. Now, for those who, well, I, hope, I hope I have um, done the best I can to give you those are my predictions this week. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, fans of the show, um, thank you for listening. Hopefully, um, I, hopefully I'll be back here in, in a few days give you my input on the games that just happened. And uh, for those people who have listened to this show, I want to say thank you for any new people that are going to listen to this show. Um, I want to thank you for listening to the show as well. Until next time, see ya.